Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, so I, this is pretty much, pretty much the most historic news day we've had on this podcast. I know. Of course, it's like the busiest, craziest night where we recorded stuff that we were going to use in tonight's show in advance because we were crazy tonight at a thousand places to get kids. I have to leave again in 30 minutes. Uh, Doug Gowdy, Um, VB, we'll we'll tag off when you're ready. mm -hmm. Um, so, so in short, the Biden, um... The Biden presidential campaign is over. I mean, yeah, I don't see. So this was today not what I was expecting to come out of this special counsel's report. No, not at all. Here's a little bit of CBS's news wrap on this. You and your team of producers have had a bit more time to read through the report. Your other conclusions or observations, please. Well, Major, a few things uh, stand out. We're still combing through this 345-page report. Uh, One is that the special counsel found that uh, Joe Biden retained classified records from his time in the Senate. And I would emphasize that as a sitting senator, he would have had no authority to remove highly classified materials from what's called a SCIF or secure facility. Um, This investigation, we say, is broad, but I think some of the data can help you scope that. It's 173 interviews, 147 witnesses, 7 million records were reviewed by the special counsel. It goes on to emphasize the importance of the interview with President Biden in October, but it also notes uh, that there were significant gaps in his memory of those events and those gaps or the lack of information would not sit well with the jury if it ever went to trial. It would create what the special counsel called reasonable doubt. Um, Just finally, there's sort of a bottom line for people who work in the intelligence community. You can't emphasize enough the sensitivity of top secret information that was involved in this case, also what they call compartmented information. That's uh, highly classified intelligence. Uh, Sources and methods are especially fragile. They can include human spies. They can include satellite imagery. So to have this information held in unsecure locations, this is a very real risk of compromise. And the intelligence officials I know say it's deeply disappointing to see any senior member of an administration uh, behave in what they describe as a cavalier fashion with this highly sensitive information. Now, you would think... That would be the takeaway. Right. That that's the big news item. Right. So I thought this was going to be like, I didn't think they were going to actually charge him because, of course, they've never found a Democrat worthy of being charged with anything. But um, but, you know, I thought maybe there would be information in there like this. That's like he was like they said with Hillary Clinton, like she acted irresponsibly, but we're not going to charge her because blah, blah, blah. But where it actually gets interesting is the blah 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 part because the reason why they say 
they're not going to charge him is actually much more significant to his ongoing presidency and political prospects than anything else in the report. Yes, here's CNN. Uh, but I think there is also a potentially uh, very damaging political headline that we really need to take a beat uh, to talk about uh, as well. Uh, and that is simply put uh, yeah, that beat. the president is an elderly man with a bad memory. Uh, if you look through the report, and I'm just uh, still going through uh, every page page of this, but if you go through it, uh, there is a detailed explanation here for why the special counsel's office decided not to bring criminal charges uh, against the president. And at various junctures, the report uh, mentions the president's memory and memory issues being a factor. For example, it says uh, the president's memory was significantly limited both during his recorded interviews with the ghostwriter that Evan was talking about uh, in 2017 and in his interview with our office in 2023. Uh, it also makes a reference at another point in the report, Mr. Biden's uh, limited precision and recall during precision. his interviews, again, with the <laughs> ghostwriter and with the special counsel's office. Uh, it also talks about how President Biden could present himself to a jury as a, quote, sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man uh, with a poor memory. Now, I don't have and to... And that's the end of the campaign. Right, right there. Well-meaning right. elderly man is the end of the presidential campaign. <laughs> yeah, because well-meaning elderly man is not who you elect as president, right? But here's what's so crazy to me, because there's really not, like, this feels gratuitous. And if you're, like, a Biden fanboy or a Biden mm -hmm. fangirl, you have to be, like, freaking out right now, right? Like, if you're working on his campaign or something, because this is not... They did not just go, and I'll read you a few more passages of this in a second, but they did not just go like, oh, he doesn't remember exactly when they brought him there and that's going to, you know, he's such a likable guy. The jury's not going to be able to, you know, convict him on the willfulness because it has to be like willful hiding of the documents, right? Right. They could have just said that and it would have been political hackery anyway, which this is too. Sure. But this is... I mean, people, lefties on Twitter are calling it a right-wing hit job, which is <laughs> laughable to me because that's not what's happening here. But this is clearly, like, we've been asking ourselves for, like, a year now, how are they going to get this guy off the ticket? Right? And well, we are watching in real time this happening. Well, and it's the most complete possible hit job. This is a shot in the heart and then a shot in the head because what the, what these, uh, what the prosecution here has done is say, yes, he's absolutely guilty of breaking the law in <laughs> right. many, many ways that not only, among other things, is disappointing. Yes, he is. But he's so incompetent and uh, so dementia-addled that you can't really blame him for it. Right. So, I right. Mean so here's this. Here's a few passages from the summary of this report. Our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. Those materials included marked and classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, notebooks containing Mr. Biden's handwritten entries about issues of national security and foreign policy, implicating sensitive intelligence sources and methods. FBI agents recovered those materials from the garage, offices, and basement den in Mr. Biden's willing. Delaware House. Um, but then it goes on, it, you know, it talks about all this stuff in the ghostwriter. Um, but it says Mr. Biden's memory was significantly limited both during his recorded interview with the ghostwriter in 2017 and his interview with our office in 2023. Um, this will likely convince jurors that he made an innocent mistake rather than acting willfully. That is to say, with intent to break the law as the statute requires. In addition to the shortage of evidence, there are other innocent explanations for the documents that we cannot refute. When Mr. Biden told his ghostwriter he just found all the classified stuff downstairs, he w could have been referring to something other than the Afghanistan documents. Right, like the one ads, <laughs> uh, you know. Other classified mis connections, stuff. yes. Yeah. Um, we have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory based on our direct interactions with and observations and, of him. Yeah, that's it. That's the obit right there. Um, you know what? This is even more damning. I mean, this is, but and, and, you, know, you know, these feds are obviously, we know they're all Democrats, right? Mm -hmm. And Democrats don't want him to be president anymore. 
So these feds are doing exactly what you'd think card-carrying oh, yeah. Beltway Democrats are doing. They want to win the 2024 election, so they are getting rid of him. Yes. And right? remember, by the way, he did all the stealing of these documents pre-dementia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they're saying that he had memory problems in 2017 is pretty damning because he was a lot sharper even in like 2019, mm -hmm. 2020 when we saw him than he is now. But listen to this. This is from the detailed part of the report. Mr. Biden's memory also appeared to have significant limitations, both at the time he spoke to Zawanatar in 2017 as evidenced by their recorded conversations and today as evidenced by his recorded interview with our office. Mr. Biden's recorded conversations with Zwanitzer from 2017 are often painfully slow, with Mr. Biden struggling to remember events and straining at times to read and relay his own notebook entries. In his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting that on the first day of the interview when his term ended. If it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? Oh. And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. In 2009, am I still vice president? He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry. When, in fact, Eikenberry was an ally whom Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. Uh, in the case when the government must prove Mr. Biden knew he had possession of the classified Afghanistan documents after the vice presidency and chose to keep those documents knowing he was violating the law, we expect that at his trial, his attorneys would emphasize these li limitations in his recall. So essentially, he doesn't even know when he was vice president. Right. And this isn't like, I, I don't know what I just said to you earlier when we were getting ready for the show is like the White House cannot put Corinne Jean-Pierre out there tomorrow. Like, can they fire her tonight? Like, what are they going to well, do? They can't fire her because they're going to have to show stability. But, but they, she can't have a presser unless Kirby's around. How is she going to answer these questions? Because this is not, she was just, you sent us audio earlier today before this happened of people asking her why he keeps mentioning dead people and talking about them like they're still alive. Yes. Um, but this isn't, and she said like he misspeaks sometimes like everybody. This is not misspeaking. This is he a, literally doesn't remember the yes. years that he was vice president of the United States of America, which you would think to most people would be somewhat important. Yes, this this is a rabbit hole. She sh would certainly not go down tomorrow. Yeah, she can't be up there. What's what's going to happen is this: is that the media is going to get together, the White House press corps is going to get together, including um, all the ones favorable to him, and they're going to demand that he do a press briefing. That's what happened. Now he said a few things today at some point. Um, but, um, this is, this is a tough, a tough look. No, so no, well, and it's a total catch 22 also because they're saying we're not going to get you in trouble for these serious felonies because you're too broken and addled to even know what you're doing. So... If he says, no, 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 I'm not broken and addled. I know exactly what year everything happened and what I was doing the whole time. Then you're saying you should be prosecuted for the felonies. Well, yes. Because you did know what you were doing. So he's completely trapped in this. Yes, he is. And so now a couple of other things that we've got to think about. One, um, you can't at this First. point... The special counsel released go. their findings today about their look into my handling of classified documents. I was pleased to see they reached the conclusion I believed and knew all along they would, that there are no charges should be brought in this case. I mean, that is I'd the, hold your that's, applause. that's part of the conclusion. I'd hold too. your applause. <laughs> yes. This is, in other words, they're showing you the door. No charges will be brought in this case. That means that you have to get a moving truck, a Mayflower moving van, and put your stuff in it and pack your son up and put him in it and drive out of the White House. This is the, the fact that they would applaud. Oof. As many it also looks like hell here. You know, this was an exhaustive investigation going back literally more than 40 years. 40 Not years helping when I became a United States senator when I was a kid. You weren't really a kid. I was a kid, 29 years old. Special counsel acknowledged I cooperated completely. I did not throw up any roadblocks. I sought no delay. Well, 
you didn't throw up roadblocks. Uh, Alzheimer's threw up roadblocks, <laughs> which they were willing to look past. In fact, I was so determined to get a special counsel what they needed, I went forward with a five-hour in-person interview over the two days of October the 9th. Which your lawyers wish they could take back. The 9th last year, even though Israel had just been attacked by Hamas on the 7th. I was in the middle of handling an international crisis, but I was especially pleased to see the special counsel make clear the stark differences between this case and Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, Merrick Garland needs to talk to Jack, what's his name, Smith? Mm-hmm. And say, um, Jack, the document case in Mar-a-Lago is over. And he needs to do that immediately. And when Jack Smith says, uh, sir, I'm an independent counsel, you can't tell me. Merrick Garland says, in the fucking Mar-a-Lago case right now. Right now. If he doesn't end it right now, you're going to see a real insurrection in this country. If you put the screws to Donald Trump because he's not a, a likable old man who with no memory left, <laughs> you're going to have... Americans in the streets with guns. You are going right. to have Americans in the streets with guns, and you're going to have, uh, you know, ranking members of the United States military saying, huh, this doesn't seem right anymore. Because this guy, Biden, is no... He's lost most of his faculties. He hasn't lost being cynical in me. Also, since when has having lost your faculties now supposed to excuse you from stuff you did 20 years ago? Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, but like... Harvey Weinstein went to his trial with a little walker and everything and tried to seem frail and sympathetic, but like he still went to jail because he wasn't that like that when he well, did the stuff. Right. Yeah. Bill As Cosby was old too. <laughs> wrote, and I quote, several material distinctions between Mr. Trump's case and Mr. Biden's are clear. And by the way, this is a Republican counsel. Most you, you, you can't let him talk. You can't let him say this. You can't. After given multiple chances, this is the continuation of the quote, he returned classified documents and avoided to avoid and avoided prosecution. Mr. Trump allegedly did the opposite. Mr. Trump didn't hold documents for 45 years. Right. It, it, this is r- remarkable. So, so one thing, obviously, Jack Smith needs to quit going after Trump, but also, um, I believe during the Trump administration, I kept hearing about an amendment when the president was unable to perform his duties. Do you remember what amendment that was they kept mentioning? 25th? The 25th Amendment, exactly. Um, You've got federal investigators who are saying this guy's mind is addled, so much so that he can't be held responsible for his brain processes. (laughs) Right. Hello? Talk about the 25th Amendment. Now is the time. Yeah. I mean, this... This is the end. This is the end of this. It just now. It just matters. The problem is, how artfully will they do it? They've got him up there shouting at people right now, <laughs> which is not going to be good. Obviously, Jean Pierre can't say anything. They're going to try to minimize it as nothing happened, and it's business as usual. And the New York Times, I mean, but New like New York Times, literally has put an article out there already saying Republicans pounce. End quote. <laughs> but this is the. And this is the nail in the coffin. This guy is done. Politically, he is done. It's just a ma- now a matter of what does he want to do going forward? Is he going to let the vice president? Is he going to let Kamala Harris? Is he going to try to finish out the presidency? I mean, I don't think you want to do that. The entire brand for... Is like competence, experience, Well, the entire brand for yeah. down-ballot elections all around the country. You're going to have people talking about the top of the ticket, the guy is meandering around, unable to do anything? I mean, when when the America comes to the consensus that, oh, that these federal investigators have said that this guy's mind is gone, then a whole lot of everything else makes sense. Makes sense. Of course. You become more guarded, um, more sensitive, uh, more vicious in many ways. You know, it also makes sense that the dog is freaking nervous all the time. Of course. In mauling the staff. You know, it all makes sense when you think that his mind is just gone. And now you've got validation. So if you're going to accept this federally cooked... And by the way, all those investigators need to also be fired. Um, If you're going to accept this cooked thing as exonerating him legally, then you have to accept it as condemning him... Mentally. Mentally. Exactly. And so that's that. I don't Mm -hmm. know... 
I, you know, it's for the first time in a long time, I'm actually really looking forward to watching the Sunday shows. Yeah, and you can see, I mean, like, you can feel that the fact that they're doing this stuff on CNN and MSNBC and all these places shows you that this is not, this is not a right-wing attack on Biden. This is a... No, this is the This is, you know, a palace coup. This is the left getting rid of their own guy because they want to run somebody better in November. Yes. No, this is absolutely, this is the, this is such big. Which, you know, people are saying in the chat, you know, that Republicans are screwed in November because they're going to stick in Gavin Newsom or somebody competent now. And, you know, when it's too late to properly hold an election and that, you know, Trump will lose then. Well, uh, well, who knows? Gavin Newsom, you know, I know he's, uh, you know, a handsome man, but he's got his own package. But. Like, where is the tra- chat? Do I open Patreon for that? The chat? Yeah. Uh, you probably can figure out how to get to it from the Patreon. If not, I can give you a link. I'm in Patreon right now. Okay. So where do I go to? It says create. Where do I go? Do you go to my page? My page. Okay, there's my page. Episode 952 live stream, 7.15 p.m. It's probably under the ad-free RSS there it is. Link that's pinned. Yep. So if you click into that, and there will be a link that you can click. There's a link. Oh my goodness! Oh, there is everybody. You need to. Yeah. There's everybody. I, it says sign into chat. I won't be able to sign in, but I can read it. Okay. There you go. Oh, it's like Moss in the seventh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, very funny. Yeah. This is this is um, very interesting, to say the least. I mean, we haven't yeah. gotten to the Tucker stuff, but this is the this is it. It's just so fascinating. What's going to happen now? And actually, I am really looking forward to the Sunday shows more than ever. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be exciting. But there, I mean, it's just interesting to see it happening in real time. Like, do you, so, do you think he resigns, or do you think they twenty fifth amendment him? Uh. Do I think he resigns? I mean, how can you go around saying I'm innocent because I'm too incompetent to be charged? You're right. I'm not mentally capable of keeping track of classified documents. No. I mean, like, how can you go around saying that? No. <laughs> you get one one or the other is what you get. <laughs> right. You're guilty of the felonies or you're guilty of, you know, having a brain made of oatmeal. Yes. It's one or the other. Okay. I'm going to call uh, Doug Gotti now. VB, our friend. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. You got a bolt or you get a... Yeah, I am okay. going to uh, put the camera just on you. Okay. Hi. Thank you. All right, bro. And then uh, you can talk to your friend. There you yes. go. Hey. Hey, Douglas, Tom Shattuck, how are you? You are live to tape. I am good. Uh, he is Doug Gowdy. You know him as VB, you guys. He is the host of the WGY Mornings with Doug Gowdy. How's the gig going, by the way? <laughs> All good, and it's gotten a little more interesting over the last couple hours. Oh, man. I can't, I, I, like, I can't wait to get on the air tomorrow. This is, like, this is incredible. So, so the, the, the investigative, federal investigators, they say that Okay, well, Joe Biden, yes, he's guilty of, he definitely has documents he's not supposed to have. Definitely did, and we're all disappointed in that. Then they go on to say, but he, his memory is shot, he has trouble recalling anything, he's totally diminished, and he's so atrophied and so disabled mentally that no jury will convict him, so we're letting him go. It's like, that is, if that's not a kill shot for this guy's political career, I don't know what is. I mean... He's done, right? Oh, I think, yes. I mean, they've tried their best to hide, to limit, and to not expose. But the truth is out now. I mean, we knew this for a long time. It got blurred a little bit because he's been telling so many tall tales for so long. We were confusing, oh, that's just typical Joe with what is obviously early dementia. And now we know. I mean, you can't have a president. (laughs) The department says... 
he's a feeble old man who can't remember yes. basic things. I mean, that can't be a guy that runs the country at this yeah. point. It was funny for a while. It's really mm-hmm. scary now. Yeah, it was funny being in talk radio and like if you for the last 25 years have been have benefited from him being a gaff moron, but this is this is missing whole chunks of cognitive ability that we actually you do need in a person. So, by the way, you heard during Trump, and me and Alice just talked about this, that, you know, 25th Amendment, if the president's unable to p- conduct his duties, well, doesn't somebody have to bring up, start that conversation? Well, you know, if it was, say, September, and you're like, the election's coming, he obviously can't run, but he can ride out the term. You might do it. We're talking about 11 months here. We're talking about wars yeah. that are going on. We're talking about a border crisis that's just obviously got to be dealt with. You can't have him just say, hey, you know what, we'll just eat it for 11 months. I mean, you no. can't do that. On the other hand, is Kamala going to be the president? I mean, Oof. is this really going to happen? Oh, that's a, that is a tough one. That is a tough one. I mean, you, you know, you have heard Hillary Clinton recently. She's been chirping a little bit. Um, obviously, Newsom had his time in the sun, a little bit time in the sun, uh, but... Do you do that with Kamala? Is that is that who's the South Carolina um, congressman who basically gave Biden South Carolina the Congressional Black Caucus guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who I mean, anyway. But I, yeah, do, do, is this? Uh, a- but the question really is: her name has been flowing around forever. She keeps saying she doesn't want it, but now it's full on crisis. There's no more pretending. So does this yellow Obama get talked into running? And he. He bows out gracefully. I don't know how they do it, whether he steps aside and Kamala Fins fills out the term, or they try to ride him the whole way, knowing that she's the you know heir apparent pending the election. Do they do that, and does she do it? I mean, nobody seems to know. They ride him the whole way, but think about the down-ballot Democratic candidates. They're going to have to answer for him. Shattuck, we have a... Uh... In New York, they have a special election. It's the George Santos seat. You know George Santos. Yes. So that's up tomorrow. Yes. Biden was in town on Monday. The guy running on the Democratic side is the biggest Democratic sycophant you could ever imagine. He said, I don't want Biden coming to campaign for me because he isn't going to help. We've got an imaging problem and he makes it worse. The fact that that guy said that out loud was stunning. Wow. Under almost no circumstance would that guy not have been at the airport going, hey, it's Tom over here. Please come take a picture with me so I can run ads with it. And he didn't. And he stayed away from him was a really, really telling thing. Imagine this, Shattuck. He was offered an interview live at the Super Bowl. And normally protocol dictates that you would do it. Imagine if he had agreed to that and was sitting there getting ready to do it. And this comes out now. I bet they would have held it until Monday if that interview was going on, which is yeah. also problematic. But he could never have done that interview now. Obviously, they did the right thing canceling that. Yeah, but I mean, so um, for, there's no way Karine Jean-Pierre goes to a podium tomorrow, right? There's no She can't. You, you can't put her up. You could possibly put Kirby out to try to spin it, but KJP can't can't hang out there which when she when Ducey asked her a few days ago like why is biden talking about meeting with francois Mitterrand?" she said i'm not going down that rabbit hole peter she can't just refuse to go down rabbit holes tomorrow because they'll ask her for 45 minutes all about this what could the spin possibly be too are they going to go full like this is the swamp coming at us they've never liked joe like are they going to try that nonsense like they can't they can't because the hit was so so brilliant because they exonerated him legally, but indicted him mentally in the report. And they said it was literally a pity thing. Like, yeah, he's just so sad and feeble. And the idea that he would be on the stand, I think, would make people come to tears. Like, it's just it, it's I think what the report does is it makes it much bleaker and much more worse. We all thought. Listen, the guy doesn't know what side of the stage to leave when he finishes, or he sometimes tries to shake the hands of people that aren't there. This guy, this report told you it's much worse than that. They they got to a point where they didn't want to ask him questions anymore because they knew he wouldn't know it, and he would keep coming back to it. Again, the Bo Biden stuff, He they didn't just say that he couldn't recall the year that he died. They said he wasn't even close. Yeah. Oof. I, Shattuck, we all have parents and grandparents, and we've all gone through this stuff where it starts, and you're like, hey, that's weird that they're a little forgetful. And then it's like, 
how come there's so many forks in the knife section here? Yeah. And then it's, why is the car at the neighbor's house? And you <laughs> go, we've got a problem. Yeah. This is that on steroids. I mean, I wonder how, how long can this, can they go with this? I mean, tomorrow's Friday. I get it. But we can't have the president, you know, doing a Woodrow Wilson where the yeah. wife is basically the president now. We there's too it's too we know too much. You can't hide that stuff anymore. Yeah, I, I just I don't. I mean, I don't know how they do it, but this can't take long, can it? We have in the um in the Rumble chat, Morgan says if he does resign, the Democrats will brag about his humble ability to just do the right thing that Trump would never do, which is certainly one way to certainly uh, one talking point. There's no doubt about that, and they'll try to say you but know this is he, beyond that, isn't it? Like I'm I'm like the politics of it aside. We have a sad situation. We've had it in this country for a while. It goes back to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, probably before that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Robert Byrd, uh, Strom Thurmond. Yes. We've got to come to terms with the fact that we don't need term limits as much as we need age limits. People are living longer. Diane Feinstein saying, I wanted to speak, and they go, just say yes. And she goes, oh, yes, and has no idea Oof. what is happening. And that was a legitimate vote in the Senate. They just wheeled the guy in to cast a vote against the border bill, and that was one of the deciding votes. He's in a wheelchair, yes. for God's sakes, and they had said he couldn't possibly make it. What are we doing now? I, the Mitch McConnell thing where he freezes yep. at the podium for minutes on end, this is, this is undignified. It's gross. It's unfair to these people. It's certainly unfair to the country. At some point, we've got to grow up and smarten up. This cannot continue. You decide. I mean, I would say 75. If you want 80, go 80. But, you know, there's so many. We've got a uh, college president out here that's got to step down at the end of the year because he's 70. We can't have you being that after 70, but you can be the United States president. Like, yeah, none of this makes sense anymore. And this is so obvious now that we've been living with this and we've seen it in real time. It was never good at the beginning, but the decline has been obvious. And people covering for him and, and making up stories and trying to say, oh, you guys are just on him all the time. It's just this can't be the way we do this stuff going forward. It can't be. Nikki no. Haley's right in a way, you know. We can't have two 80-year-old men duking it out when we can see slipping on both of them. Something's really wrong here. I, you know, it clearly isn't one party's case, that's for sure. Now the question is, how do they handle it? Yeah, well, it, and also – how do we now, how does Jack Smith go forward with his prosecution of Trump for documents? How do they possibly do this? Merrick Garland's got to call him, right, and say, Jack, it's over. Close the files, come back home. Because if they're going to pursue this guy through the legal, you're going to see a real insurrection. Doug. Well. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Let's, so for start, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know how they'll handle it other than they'll say, but it's Trump, so we don't care. Like no consistency needs to be applied. That's how they've operated for the last, you know, sixteen months. Yeah. In Biden's case, what's really crazy about this is the documents did bring him down. Like if <laughs> it wasn't for the documents and if he wasn't interviewed, we would still be doing this charade. But he did have to get interviewed. What they said is, we're not going to do this to an old man who's feeble and getting worse, but we are going to take him out. And they've done it in the kindest way they can do it, which is awful, by the way, to him. 
But there's yes. some, it's that old thing with Simon Cowell. You know, he always used to say, I'm being rude to these people because I'm doing them a favor. They need to know that they're not professional singers and they need to not be chasing a dream that they can't do. This guy's doing a version of that. This is over, and I'm going to do this as politely as I can, but I'm going to be crystal clear. This guy can't be the president going forward. It's, yeah. it's awful, and it's, it's wrong, and what you guys have been doing, and I think there's a lot of questions about Dr. Jill and what she's been doing and how oh, yeah. she's been trying to hide this and all that. I mean, uh, not legal, but really just seriously, like, ethical. And what, what are you, uh, Diane Feinstein's relatives, like, what were they doing having her hang on like that. What was the point of that? Well, didn't Pelosi want to keep her around? And they're supposed to go quietly. Well, well, didn't, didn't they want to uh, appoint a historic first in California? Is not why they kept, kept her around? Oh, I don't even well, know. I mean, I, no, no, I get the politics yeah. of it, but there's something much basic. Like, when you get old and I'm your executor, trust me, Shadow, <laughs> I'll get you out of there long before then because I'm not going to let you disgrace yourself any further than you have. Well, hopefully in the I mean, next most few people, years. It, it could be coming. Uh, most people's lasting memory of this guy is going to be the Mitterrand stories or the turning the wrong way or the standing up on his or, bicycle. Or did you see him today? And... He like he barked at everybody. First, the special counsel. Because you know how this goes. There's moments of clarity for whatever that hey, can means. Can you hear this Biden audio that I'm playing? 30 years ago. But... Can you hear this audio? Huh? Can you hear this audio? I'm pleased to see they reached a conclusion. I believed and knew all along they would. No, no, you can't. Okay, it's Biden today saying uh, he essentially barking that um, that he was exonerated, and that's it. He said, and it, they they also said in the report that my situation was different than Trump's. And I mean, the, the White House can't go, or, or can they go, with a defiant tone on this, as he if was, we've been asking was... too many questions all along about this. You know, we've discovered, we talked about this endlessly. John Kirby will go, no, 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 no. It's not what you think. Will that work at this point? Listen, nothing surprises me anymore, but they've tried so many different stories with him. One, don't call him before 10 or after four. Another, he's up at the crack of dawn fighting over the Peloton. He's screaming <laughs> expletives at people behind the scenes. And nobody's believed any of that stuff because we see him with our own eyes and we hear him with our own ears. And you can't kid a kidder at this point, you know. He was, this, remember, uh, was it just like two weeks ago, I think, he was at some car manufacturer thing talking about EVs and he was bragging about it. he was, the guy told him to punch it, so he took it up over 100. <laughs> Does anybody now think that that's a good idea that he was behind the wheel, period, but that he's doing that stuff? Like, all of that's off the table now, isn't it? Like, he can't drive again. That's insane. No, I don't think it, at this point, I think there's there's no more there's no more for him to do at this point. I mean, he's inoperable. And it's, I mean, I, I, it, I just don't know like, what the next moves are. I guess Pelosi gets together with uh, Joaquin, um, whatever his name is, Jeffries. And, Joaquin Jeffries. Yeah, and, and, and Chuck Schumer and... And come up with a well, strategy. But think about what you just said. Two of the three people that you just mentioned are his age or older. Yeah. Schumer has been around longer than him. Pelosi's older than him. And they're going to make the decisions on this? you got to be joking. The whole thing is messed up. And I, I, it's hard for me to believe they're going to be defiant and they're going to try and hang in there with this because they ultimately have to win an election, right? So they... This guy's done them a favor. If this went to, say, August, and then he's at a convention, and he's up there, and he's fine, he does a, where am I, or what am I doing here? Think about the damage that that would have been. So they can't have that happen. They've got to get a new candidate, and the question is, A, who is it, and B, how do they do it, and what role does the vice president play well, while that's going on? Right. Do they tell her, you're going to be the president for 11 months, and then you're out, and she goes along with that? Is that what they're going to do? I wouldn't be surprised if there were people from the DNC right now flying into uh, down the road from you to Albany right now talking to Kathy Hochul. She's always been on the list. Oh, God, no. Well, I mean, she's <laughs> been on the list. She's a favorite of the left. She's a historic first. She's holding carrots, literally carrots in her hand this week saying, I brought carrots to try and make a deal. She's a child. I, I mean, know that. but she people... would stand up against Trump in any way? No. No, but people—it's people like Kathy Hochul. They like Gretchen Whitmer, obviously. He's just, I don't have people like Gretchen. At some point, Whitmer. though, they 
they have to go to the Obamas. And they have to say, Michelle, you have to do this. And she says, I'm not doing it. And then they have to say to Barack, you do it, but it's under her name because of the Constitution. We, we have to make this happen. And they do the old, you have to save the country. And they play to his ego that way. I mean, that that's what's really happening right now. They're not flying to Albany. They're flying to wherever the Obamas are, Martha's Vineyard or wherever else they are. And they're trying to make that hard sell, I would think. Oh, I, they don't if, and if they do somehow it. say, no, we just don't care, we're not doing it, he, I, there's no way it's Kathy Hochul. I, doesn't want I don't it. know who it would be, but... I mean, if if it can be done so that, that, like, literally, like you said, that Barack can do all the campaigning and Michelle could just stay at the Four Seasons and make brief appearances, then then maybe she doesn't want to be a road warrior at this point, I think. They're living the, the good life. Down one chef, sure. But other than that, they have a, everything pretty damn nice. I don't think they I don't think they want to do it. I think I think Newsom's the guy. I mean. Are you kidding? I mean, no. I, that guy is like he is a younger Biden. I grant you. And what I mean by that is he just looks you right in the eye and tells you stuff. And you he knows that, you know, and he doesn't care. He tells you it anyway. I just I cannot imagine that the country would have any appetite for that. Number one, number two, that the party wants to go down that road. I mean, how desperate are they at that point when they finally say, let's do this guy? I mean, Yeesh, I don't know. But again, they have limited options, much like the Republicans. If this was Trump, like, what's the bench? Who are you going with? So the Republicans got to be careful here, too. Like, let's say something comes up with Trump. Then what happens? Where do you go? It's it's a crazy time. And this is a crazy thing. But I'm telling you, in a way, this is a gift horse for the Dems, because if you just think about a convention and you think about him there and tripping and falling, walking to the podium or just starting to say old names and calling people out that aren't with us like he's been doing, what would that what would the well, country's reaction be to that? And especially since to, to the CIA is going to be happening, happening at the White House now more than ever as things start crumbling apart. And if you're going to if you're going to tell people that you're going to step over. Uh, Kamala Harris for somebody else and you don't think the streets of Chicago during the DNC are going to be full of violence and destruction I, even without this it was, it was going to be crazy just for, for Hamas fans now it's going to be just absolutely nuts you know your your guy down in Connecticut Chris Murphy you saw that MSNBC interview the other day yeah. where he's like you know the one group we really care about is the as he called them the undocumented Americans, apparently right <laughs> when they come over the border, they're now in. Yeah. But in that same speech, he said, you know, what we've been trying to do for 30 years isn't working. That's why we need this bill. The underlying premise of that is that Biden could fix this. And that's yes. what they have been trying to tell us for the last 72 hours. If you give yep. Biden the tools, he can fix it. And now we were just told after all of that conversation this week that he's a feeble old man who doesn't even know what day it is. And that's the guy they've been telling us to our face can fix these things. I mean, the whole that's... thing is coming apart. And it's not just like, it's not like your pants in your heavier days yes. where they're given a little bit. <laughs> no, no, they're ripping wide open, Shattuck. It's your worst moment. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know how they're going to repair this. I, I, I don't. I mean, you, you would think that there would have been a contingency in place somewhere in that White House somewhere for something like this were to happen. I mean, by the way, I also, you know, I'm all for Biden taking a hit from the Justice Department on this one. But I also think that this is highly unethical for these guys to um, editorialize about his mental fitness. Man, don't mess with the feds. Well, it does feel a lot like Comey's Hillary report, right? Where he went out yeah. to his way to say, she's awful. I don't trust her as far as I can throw her. I'm just not going to prosecute her. I mean... That was crazy, and the, yes. the more I look at that as time goes by, I think, what was that narcissist doing? But this is, I really do think they were like, we have to step in here mm -hmm. because the people are being lied to. I, you know, you, you tell me what's the ethical thing to do here. They know, and it's, I don't think this is a gray area, right? So they know, they saw it up close and personal, and so then they go, do we eat this and just act like, hey, it's not our place? Or yeah. do we let the American people know what they have to know? This was like the Bob Woodward book on Trump, 
when he held off on that some of that info for like six months and the left went crazy saying, you were putting national yes. security in jeopardy. This guy's nuts. Well, what, what, what were these guys supposed to do? Pretend yeah. that they didn't think he was a feeble old man? They, I, I think they did the right thing. I think they had to do it this way. I, I I don't know. That's what an exciting time. All right, Douglas, I appreciate it, brother. He's he, Doug Gowdy. You guys know him as VB WGY Mornings with Doug Gowdy, uh, an iHeart Radio station. Uh, will iHeart be onboarding any refugees from Odyssey in the future, uh, Doug? <laughs> to be to uh, for another burn barrel down the road. Yes, yes, no kidding. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Talk to you. Take take care. Uh, well, there we go. In so look, let's, let's get to. I'm mean, so excited. There's so much going on here. I love this. I love this. We should probably get to maybe a little bit of the Putin stuff. Um, we did, as Alice was saying earlier, we did speak to Faith Moore, author Faith Moore, who we've had on before, and we'll play that um, interview either Friday, no, 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 um, Sunday, unless you know we're getting a new president. So we'll have to see. It depends on the news cycle, or um, Monday. But we'll. Um, we'll be talking a little bit more about uh, faith as we go. So some of the Tucker stuff, I haven't gotten to everything that Tucker has been doing with Putin. But there is some interesting stuff there. There's no doubt. There is some interesting stuff there. And I have no tr- problem with Tucker talking to Putin whatsoever. He's an interesting guy. So uh, here go. This is um, Putin on... The which one's this on Ukraine? I think tomorrow Russia will use tactical nuclear weapons. Tomorrow Russia will use that. No, the day after tomorrow. So what? In order to extort additional money from U.S. taxpayers and European taxpayers in the confrontation with Russia in the Ukrainian theater of war, it worked. The goal is to weaken Russia as much as possible. One of uh, our senior United States senators from the state of New York, Chuck Schumer, said yesterday, I believe, that we have to continue to fund the Ukrainian effort or U.S. soldiers, citizens could wind up fighting there. How do you assess that? (laughs) This is a provocation and a cheap provocation at that. I do not understand why American soldiers should fight in Ukraine. There are mercenaries from the United States there. The bigger number of mercenaries comes from Poland, with mercenaries from the United States in second place and mercenaries from Georgia in third place. Well, if somebody has the desire to send regular troops, that would certainly bring humanity to the brink of very serious global conflict. This is obvious. Do the United States need this? What for? Thousands of miles away from your national territory. Don't you have anything better to do? (laughs) You have issues on the border, issues with migration, issues with the national debt. More than 33 trillion dollars. Dude's been watching. He's been paying attention. Nothing better to do, so you should fight in Ukraine? Wouldn't it be better to negotiate with Russia, make an agreement, already understanding the situation that is developing today, realizing that Russia will fight for its interests to the end? And realizing this, actually return to common sense, start respecting our country and its interests, and look for certain solutions. It seems to me that this is much smarter and more rational. There you go. Uh, you know, not a bad answer from Vladimir Putin. No doubt about that. He also went out to say that he thinks that uh, CIA blew up Nord Stream pipelines. Um, and he says that they were ready to sign a negotiated peace deal with uh, Zelensky at the beginning of the thing before it was nixed by the West, essentially. Uh, and he says some other stuff too, but I don't. Uh, but we don't have it all uh, compiled together. It was too much happening too fast now. It's almost, um, it's it's just a, it's a historic day. So what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen tomorrow? I guarantee you right now they're meeting in the White House saying, okay, what do we do? Like, w- 
Biden just said to reporters, I know what the hell I'm doing. Take a look at what I've done since I became president. Oof. Oof. This is tough. This is tough. Here's Scott Jennings on CNN. He's the Republican uh, guy. He's really good. It would have been better off for Joe Biden to have been indicted today than what this report turned out. The You're way politically. The, yes. The number one thing, hmm. the number one anvil on the head of this campaign is the American people do not believe he has the mental acuity to serve as president today or for four more years. An independent third party comes along and says he can't remember when he was vice president. He can't remember when his own son passed away. And I can't take this man in front of a jury because he'd be too sympathetic because he's too old and forgetful. And the jury would find that to be sympathetic. Hmm. This was politically devastating. Yes. An indictment would have been far better. Yeah, I think he's right. There's no doubt about that. I mean, th this was the, the, the absolute perfect hit on Biden. The absolute perfect hit. So now he's got to get out there um, he's got to get uh, either he's got to go out there and do a presser and take questions for a while, or he's got to maybe send Kirby out tomorrow. But they need to. There, there's no changing the subject now. He's done. What do you think the next bunch of polling is going to look like? It's going to be the left saying, "Get rid of him. He is done. Get rid of him." You cannot have this. I should have done that. If I go back, I didn't have the responsibility to that. That was my staff was supposed to do that, and they referenced that in the report. And my staff did not do it in the way that... Oh, so he's taking questions example, now, I see. I didn't know how half the boxes got in my garage until I found out staff gathered them up, put them together, and took them to... Under the bus. All the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. It was in my house. It wasn't out in, like, in Mar-a-Lago in a public place where, and none of it was high classified. Didn't have any of that red stuff on it. You know what I mean? Around the corners? None no, of that. No, we don't, sir. And so I wish I had paid more attention to how the documents were being moved and where. I thought they were being moved to the archives. I thought all of it was being moved. That's what I thought. Now, what was the last part of your question? Whether a special counsel should have been... Let me start at the beginning of this presser. Oh, this is an emergency right. press conference that he had. It was funny. that We were saying that's what he needed to do. He did it. He's shuffling out to the podium. Let me say a few things before I take your questions. As you know, the special counsel released his findings today about their look into my handling of classified documents. <clears throat> I was pleased to see he reached a firm conclusion that no charges should be brought against me in this case. This was an exhaustive investigation going back more than 40 years, even into the 1970s when I was still a new United States senator. <clears throat> the special counsel acknowledged I cooperated completely. I did not throw up any roadblocks. I sought no delays. In fact, I was so determined to give the special counsel what he needed, I went forward with a five-hour in-person, five-hour in-person interview over two days on October the 8th and 9th of last year, even though Israel had just been attacked by Hamas on the 7th and I was very occupied. It was in the middle of handling an international crisis. I was especially pleased to see special counsel make clear the stark distinction and difference between this case and Mr. Trump's case. The special counsel wrote, and I quote, several material distinctions between Mr. Trump's case and Mr. Biden's are clear, continuing to quote, most notably, after giving multiple chances to return classified documents to avoid prosecution, Mr. Trump allegedly did the opposite. According to the indictment, he not only refused others to destroy evidence and buy documents, cases including investigators willfully retained counsel also. He's just reading a legal statement. How in the hell dare he raise that? Oh, here we go. When my events, there's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, oh. when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Oof. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... 
Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends Using and family, Bo again. people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or passed away. Simple truth is, I sat for a five-hour interview over two days of events, going back 40 years. At the same time I was managing an international crisis, their task was to make a decision about whether to move forward with charges in this case. That's their decision to make. That's the council's decision to make. That's his job. And they decided not to move forward. For any extraneous commentary, they don't know what they're talking about. It has no place in this report. The bottom Oof. line is the matter is now closed. Is it? You can continue what I've always focused on, my job of being President of the United States of America. Now, thank you, and I'll take some questions. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's, uh, that's, that's my memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, look, president? my memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. Oof. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Mr. 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 President, Mr. President. Do voters have concerns about your age? How are you going to assuage them? And do you fear that this report is only going to fuel further concerns about your age? Only by some of you. Do you take responsibility for at least being careless with classified material? Yes. I take responsibility Wait, for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. It's all the staff's problem. It goes in and points out things that appeared in my garage, things that came out they of my They appeared in this garage. Things that were moved, were moved not by me, but my staff. But my staff. Mr. President, for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Watch Many me. American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. That is not they the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental she is the press. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Here we why, go. What is your answer to that question? Because I'm the most qualified person in this country to be President of the United States and finish the job I started. Do you believe that? Do you believe I did not share classified information. I did not share it with, your ghost with my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. No, what the, not what they said. Well, no, he did not say that. He did not say that. But, well, let, let me answer your question. Oh, this guy is The finished. fact of the matter is what I didn't want repeated, I didn't want him to know, and I didn't read it to him, was I had written a long memorandum to President Obama why we should not be in, this, in Afghanistan. And I was of multiple pages. And so what I was referring to, I said classified, I should have said it was, should be private because it was a contact between the president and the vice president as to what was going on. That's what he's referring to. It was not classified information in that document. That was not classified. Now this is a good presser. When you look back at this incident, is there anything you would do differently now? And do you think that a special prosecutor should have been appointed in the first place in both of these cases? First of all, what I would have done is overseen the transfer of the material that was in my office, in my offices. I should have done that. If I go back, I didn't have the responsibility to that. That was my staff was supposed to do that, and they Ooh. referenced that in the report. And my staff did not do it in the way that, for example, I didn't know how half the boxes got in my garage until I found out staff gathered them up, put them together, and took them to the garage in my home. And all the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. It was in my house. It wasn't out in 
like in Mar-a-Lago in a public place where, and none of it was high classified. Didn't have any of that red stuff on it. You know what I mean? Around the corners, none of that. It's and so forward to this. I don't care. Come on. Special counsel should have been appointed. I did not break the law. Period. Uh, Thank no. you all very, very much. <laughs> He's going back to the podium. It's about IDF. Who would ask a question that's not on this scandal? I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response in, Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. Ooh. It's Israel that, uh, and his staff. As you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. I've been pushing really hard, really hard, to get humanitarian assistance into Gaza. There are a lot of innocent people who are starving, a lot of innocent people who are in trouble and dying. And it's got to stop, number one. Number two, I was also in a position that I'm the guy that made the case that we have to do much more to increase the amount of material going in, including fuel, including other items. I've been on the phone with the Qataris, I've been on the phone with the Egyptians, I've been on the phone with the Saudis to get as much aid as we possibly can into Gaza. There are innocent people and innocent women and children who are also in bad, badly in need of help. And so that's what we're pushing. And I'm pushing very hard now to deal with this hostage ceasefire because, as a, you know, I've been working tirelessly in this deal. How can I say this without revealing it? to lead to a sustained pause in the fighting, in the actions taking place in, in the Gaza Strip. And uh, because I think if we can get the delay for that, uh, the initial delay, I think that uh, we would be able to uh, extend that uh, so that we could increase the prospect that this fighting in Gaza changes. There's also negotiations you may recall, in the very beginning, right after, right before Hamas attacked, I was in contact with the Saudis and others to work out a deal where yeah, they yeah, yeah, recognize yeah. Israel. We But it's get him to answer more questions. Break it up before it happens. Okay, he's trying to leave again. <laughs> Thank you for joining, says the White House uh, video feed. Oh, man, that is a rough look. Yeah, he, this guy is absolutely finito. Finito. All right, so what's, um, uh, what's up with you? What's up with me is I've begun today listening to the new uh, Barstool podcast with Portnoy, Ryan Whitney, and Minahan, and it's great. That's what's up with me right now. I thought it was great. I'm, I'm about 40 minutes into it. It's uh, It's going to be a great show. I can't help but be a great show because all those guys are fantastic at what they do. All right, so obviously uh, Friday is uh, we don't do a show. We don't do a show. Saturday, Sunday, we're definitely obviously doing a show. If something happens here, historic, and it's very possible that it may in the next 48 hours, 24 hours, 48 hours, then we will do an emergency show because um, this is historic stuff happening. Don't let his obstinate, stubborn old man attitude. No, I mean, um, change your mind. These people are flailing now. They're up against it. This guy's presidency is over. It is over. The political career of Joe Biden ended today. And it is, you know, oh, you know what? I, I hope that those guys who he, who he, uh, accused of, uh, whipping Haitians at the border. I hope those border patrol people are having a beer or two to celebrate. And, uh, I hope that the families of those troops lost in Afghanistan, can find some relief and that this this guy is going to get the end that he deserves sayonara punk let me try that again should i take it from the top
Sayonara, punk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.